Running with the Dweezil is sponsored by Walrus Audio. The next song is AFU, All Fired Up. So what do you think when you hear that? Uh, I mean, you, you think... So that's like a tapped harmonic sort of thing yeah, that he's doing? Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. You know, it's just another one of those things where it's like he has so many different colors to paint with. Like, it's it's so beautiful, that chimey... Yep. Uh, you know, like my reference for the tapping harmonics is like Lenny Burrow or yeah. something like that. But and it just as with all all those techniques that he sort of throws in there. I mean, it just sounds so effortless. If I tried to play something like that, it was just, you know, or most of you, yeah. but he's just like and then just goes straight into that. Like, it's just all so effortless and together. Well, the thing that's cool, too, is it's just guitar and drums. To me, this is the childhood of the Van Halen brothers. Oh, yeah. That's it's cool. like this is what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, this feels like classic Van Halen here. The tone of his guitar doesn't. But if you put his tone from Van Halen one on that you'd be like, this is a monster riff. Yeah. There's some really cool stuff that happens in this song. But also, you notice on the drums, on a lot of tracks on this record, they have that Bonham delay slap. Mm -hmm. So it's happening a lot, and it happens in this one, and it was on the other one where we were referencing Chariots of Fire. Mm -hmm. But throughout the record, that's a theme on the mixes here. There's bottom slap on the drums yeah it sounds so cool i imagine it's one of those things where like God, put the slap back on come yeah. on let's do it yeah. again it's they, awesome it's probably definitely their desire to have some essence of those records that they love because clearly it's not as if alex has never heard john bonham play yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> so sure. that whole side of it adds another layer of character to the sound and all that stuff. But the next thing that happens in this song, though, is Edward has an amazing ability, and he does it on several songs throughout his career, to play something that sounds like two guitars at once. Mm -hmm. He'll have a moving bass line of some sort, or it could even just be an open string that he'll have a pulse that he'll do, but he'll have chords that will ring out while he has the pulse happening, and they seem totally disconnected from each other but locked so it's almost like left hand right hand on piano or Mm -hmm. something so he has this riff that happens that takes place in the verses and it's similar to what he would have done on the outro to mean street or some of these other things where he has that kind of technique but this is a pretty cool example of that style of playing yeah, he's, so he's the riff, keeping it going. Yeah, so the riff right there, this is another one of those things where, okay, if there was never a vocal on this, this would be a great Van Halen instrumental. Yeah. Well, he, he always said that, that he wanted the instrumentals to hold up on their own, even if there wasn't a vocal. Yeah. And this is a great example. It does. That's a, a it, standalone riff. It gives you that kind of swampy thing that happens, you know, with that open G string in there. And overall... One of the coolest things about his playing is he can drive the song just with his feel. Like, you know, okay, the drums have dropped out here and Alex has just got the hi-hat going, but the song feels so good. Absolutely. The riff, you're just like zoned in. If you're a guitar player, you almost don't even hear the lyric or the vocal totally. at all. You're just like, I, I got to focus on the guitar. Laser. Yeah, I mean, he was such a great rhythm guitar player because he had to drive it all by himself. And I mean, it's it's just it's evident on on a track like this. So like, and I think that comes from being the only guitar player in the band. You just you gotta 
do a lot of things all at once. Yeah. Is there anything that you remember from the song that stood out to you other than the opening and this riff that we were just talking about? Um, it's, it's cool. You know, like that riff, it's just, he kind of keeps on pulling the thread and it keeps on da 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 and there's like da 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 and it keeps on going like a little further than you expect it to which again he has so i think he's just got so much music flowing through him it's, it's it seems like again more of like a classical sort of motif that he's like throwing counterpoint. in counterpoint yeah and just like motivic development mm-hmm. in in i think that just keeps going a little further than most rock acts of that time would go. And, well, and in the middle of a song, that's like a very sort of traditional rock song, but just a little, it's got this little extra, it goes a little bit more. And the uh, part that happens right before the verse though, this is another thing that's total Van Halen brothers and very much an Ed thing is write something that is unrelated to the rest of the song. That's a transitional thing. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff is what I always refer to as the falling down the stairs approach. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves to have these little syncopated things and keep you on your toes with some kind of movement that in his songwriting, there's a lot of chromaticism in weird ways. He, he puts it in and in all sorts of places just from the composer side of it, that's the interesting thing is it's almost like, you know how his guitars look with the geometric shapes Mm -hmm. and stuff. This is like the audio equivalent of that. These kind of like, let Uh me just throw some stuff out there, these jagged pieces and then, okay, now we're back to home base. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine like him and Alex, you know, his kid like coming up with stuff like that. And that's just fun when you, when you come up with a riff like that, that takes, you know, like a, l- a little more thought on the front end. And then when you play it in unison the first time, it's, yeah. it's just fun. Like, no, and then we'll go, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's now you're back on the downbeat. Yeah. And those things, that kind of stuff. If you're in a band, those are the moments that you live for. Those are like you're at rehearsal, like, man, this is so fun. I can't wait to play this live, you know. Exactly. And that is how they grew up, just playing that kind of stuff all the time yeah you know so it's cool to hear it keep showing up in different ways but then in this song there's an interesting thing that happens in the solo where say that's another one where it's like okay they have a singer that can do that yeah and which came first that was it was the sammy following eddie or vice versa I don't know. It could have been a planned thing because it reminds me, and I don't know if it's dazed and confused or it's some Led Zeppelin song that has a theme similar to that where there's guitar and vocal that happens. And I didn't have enough time to research it, but I know that whoever's going to listen to this is going to write in the comments and say, yeah, here's yeah it, you're, here it is. you're talking yeah. about this. So even before the solo starts, there's this heavy riff. Now, Van Halen never considered themselves heavy metal, but this sounds like a heavy metal riff to me. And it sounds like he's doing all downstrokes. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be way too fast for me. I could not do downstrokes. Oh, I can't at, do the downstrokes. At, like, when it comes to the Metallica type, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't do it. This would be like James Hetfield, like, oh, this is a breeze. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> but, but Ed, it sounds like it's all downstrokes there. And it's pretty heavy. I mean, I don't know what it reminds me of, but it's not quite Iron Maiden or anything no. like that. But it is 
It's more metal. And you know what? Now I'm hearing it and it's sounding like Dawkin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> it's a little George Lynchy right yeah. there. But so if we if we listen a little further and we hear just the solo, I think this is one where Ed takes it a little further than other solos on this record. But again, it starts with Sammy singing along, just building it all back up with the drums and the guitar. But the solo, it sounds like he has initially at the top after the vocal part where Sammy sings along, it sounds a little bit like one of his Holdsworth-inspired riffs. Mm -hmm. But again, it sounds to me like it's a completely improvised solo, other than maybe the intro, which they possibly worked out. Sure, yeah. But he's got a lot of these kind of licks that he does that become very familiar because they're patterns that he's used his entire career. But at this point, he kind of keeps using the same licks and the same things in different solos. Like there's less variety from solo to solo where before you would hear everything was almost a new composition. Yes. This is more to me him. It's not like he was saying, oh, I can't be bothered. It was more like, I just want to play. And this, yeah. is, this is how he's just playing. It's like, hey, I've developed this completely new language, so let me, you know, use my phrases. Yeah. Let me just speak. Yeah, and without having to try to push and push and push to innovate, innovate, innovate. I think he still always was interested in that, but he also wasn't a slave to it. I think it was yeah. just like, hey, we're making a record. This is what I do when I play with Al. This is how we play together, and that's what I hear when I hear the soloing on this record. That's true, and like, how far can you push it? It's like he redefined yeah. guitar once. Like, twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, like three, three times. times. Yeah, like, I, how many times do you yeah. have to do it? Yeah. Like, like, it's a tall order, but, I mean, and it's, it sound, it's so great. Like, yeah, and then, you know, the guitar tone on the record overall is as strange mid-range kind of cloud that seems to be there and he's got a little bit of the harmonizer still so this is a sound that is not the one that most of the van halen fans are chasing mm -hmm. and even ed was saying that he would have liked to have made the record sound better and maybe there will be a different remix or a different remaster or something where they explore this record again and get some more bass back up in Yeah, in I think the they absolutely need to. And so for me, uh, this is probably common knowledge to the fans of the podcast. So like, what equipment is he using in this era? Or like, which guitar is he on? He's This is pre-Music Man. Yeah, because that comes on the next record. Okay. So this is probably that Kramer... 5150 yeah. with the star on the headstock. I don't know exactly which guitars he used throughout this whole record, but the amp was still, as far as I know, still the Marshall, mm -hmm. but he was having trouble around that time. And that's when like, the Soldano was coming okay. up. And so it could be that the Soldano's on one or two of these tracks, but I don't know for sure. I haven't really taken such a deep dive to find yeah. out exactly what was used then. But chances are very good that the running with the Dweezil community will have all the answers we're I'm looking sure for. I'm sure they James. will. <laughs> <laughs> running with the Dweezil is found exclusively at DweezilZappa.com, a reward music-powered artist site. With 30 episodes and over 50 hours of commentary and conversation, 
Keep listening each week to hear more on Running with the Dweezil.